Hi guys, welcome back to It's All Light. I'm your host, Natalie Baugh, and today's guest is Emmy Clark. <laughs> Hi everyone. So I met Emmy a few months ago. I don't even remember when, but Emmy, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, so we met a few months ago at Top Golf. actually. Um, our boyfriends are friends, but um, a little bit about myself. I'm from Utah. I'm still at school right now, so I'm going to BYU. Um, I'm studying experience design and management, so like event planning. So that's super fun. Um, I love being outside. I think the mountains kind of raised me, I like to think. Um, I definitely spent a lot of that time growing up outside. I hiking, I love skiing, running. Um, yeah, I play violin, lots of fun things. <laughs> cool. Do you know what type of event planning you want to do? That is still up in the air. I have kind of thought about doing like sports events, and I would love to incorporate um, nonprofit into that if possible. So we'll see. That's awesome. I love all those things you mentioned, and I can relate in so many ways. And fun fact, too. <laughs> Emmy also did the Squaw 50 Ultra Marathon, too. So she's a big-time runner, mountain yes. adventurer, mountain biker. There's probably some, like, what do I want to say? There's nothing I will say that you haven't probably <laughs> tried. <laughs> but um, tell us a little bit about, before we dive into other things, just what inspired you to do the Ultra Marathon? Okay, um... I don't know. We can get into how I got into running later, but I think what inspired the ultra marathon was just like a feeling of wanting to accomplish something. And I think that there's a lot of things that I could have done. Um, and so choosing that, I think was something that just like blew my mind. And I thought, you know what, if I can do this, then there's a lot of things in life that I can do. You know, if I can accomplish this, then there's other things that I'm scared of. There's other things that would seem impossible. Like if mm -hmm. I can accomplish this, then I know that those are also possible. I love that. Such a good life lesson too. Just any, any hard thing you choose to do versus that's just thrown at you. It gives you that mental strength. So thank you for sharing that. Right. And our random question of the day is what has been a pivotal moment in your life and why? Okay, um, there are I think lots of moments um, that have been pivotal for me. Um, I'll go into one. Um, this was on my mission. So I served, I spent some time in California in Sacramento um, on my mission, just teaching about Jesus Christ. And there was this one woman and her name was April, and she was very awesome, and I'm still in touch with her today, um, but she, and well, we had been teaching her, and we had been talking with her, um, and I think that something that really changed my life was her choosing to um, change her life, everything for Jesus Christ, and like seeing her do that for herself, um, it made me think of like what I needed to do better. I just, I love Jesus Christ. I love my heavenly father and I 
think that that's a big thing that motivates my life is like my connection with God. And so I think that she and her example of like totally 180, just switching her entire life around. Um, I think it's not something that I've had to do. It's not that dramatic, but I think it's just been something that really changed my perspective on things and made me realize, hey, like I can get closer to Jesus Christ every single day. Wow. That's so cool. I love stories like that. I love, I used to be jealous of people who would like have such cool stories in a sense, you know, they had like a huge pivotal 180 degree life change, you know, but like I've been pretty steady my whole life, which has been such a blessing too, (laughs) but I love leaning on other stories like that just because you see those changes and you start to remember how even the little things in our lives can build up to greater change. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Love it. So we learned a little bit about you. So now you kind of mentioned with like things about yourself, but what do you light up about the most right now in your life? Okay, good question. I think definitely it would be running. I think Emmy touched a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has been something that has just like made my life so much happier and so much richer, I guess, is what I could say. Um, it's really changed my life, I think. So when did you start running? So I started, I did cross country my junior year of high school. And I kind of did it because um, my sister did it, you know, and my dad was a huge runner. Um, and I kind of wanted to just make friends. I think that was my main goal Yeah, was to just make friends. I felt like that could be a good positive thing for me. Um, and so I did it and I kind of did it half-heartedly, you know, I didn't ever like place anything ever. And like, I made a few friends, but nothing really crazy. Um, but I remember being on a run one day when I was, 17 years old and probably just saw like a two mile run and it was sunset it was so pretty and I just thought to myself hey like this is hard and like sometimes I hate this but I feel like I could do a marathon and so at 17 years old that's when I did my first marathon I said right there like I could do this and so I trained really hard and my dad was a huge support um, he's been with me, been running with me um, ever since I've really gone into it. But that was kind of when I started to realize that like bigger things were possible, I guess. So yeah. That's like how I got into it. That's so cool. So since you were little, has your dad been a runner? Like you've grown up with his, his example of running? Yes. So he has been, he's a huge runner. He runs 50 milers, 100Ks, like just big, big races. Amazing. And so he's kind of like superhuman to me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, But he didn't even get into it until he was in his 30s. I know that. Um, So within my lifetime, I remember him saying that like at my age, I don't think he had ever really run more than five miles. I don't know. I can't quote him, but he doesn't really... It doesn't go back far. Wow. What, why does he run? Like, what got him into it? Sorry, this is a little bit of backstory context. No, you're good. Um, so, yeah, my dad, I think, 
taught me that running for him has been an outlet for him. It's been something that has made him, I think, more stable. And it just drives your life forward in a way that, like, I didn't think was really possible, you know? Um, and so just seeing him become, like, more grounded, more centered through running and through, um, honestly, connecting with the outdoors, I think that's a huge part of it. Um, I think that's been something that I crave, something that I really wanted. And he was just doing it. He was doing it right in front of my eyes, you know, and it's something that, like, I was like, okay, he, he just, like, mapped it out for me. Um, so I can do this. I mean, I absolutely love hearing anything about running and people's journeys. I still need to get my neighbor on the podcast, but she's done a handful of ultras. She had done the squaw 50. And so I went and interviewed her and it's just so cool to hear like the parallels with a lot of crazy distance runners, you know, just how much it affects Mm -hmm. your whole life and, and being in the mountains and having a group of people to run with. And one time me, Emmy and her Mm -hmm. dad went running and my boyfriend and it was just fun to be with the people outside and you're doing hard things. And, and then just the accomplishment after any run, honestly, even if you go out for three miles or 13 (laughs) miles, you know, it just feels so good to finish a long run and just to share that with people. I love that. And I love, it was so fun watching you and your dad do the race together too. So thanks for sharing a little bit about that. Thank you. Um, yeah. You also said you, you're passionate about violin and music. So when did you start playing the violin? Yeah. So I started when I was five. Cool. Um, my sister also started when she was about that age. And I think she's three years older than I am. And okay. I think I just really wanted to be like her. <laughs> awesome. Um, but I have loved um having that as an outlet as well, I think is such a blessing to me. I think it's something that's exciting. It's fun to play. I don't play it as much, but I think that's the same for anything, oh, yeah. any one of my passions, you know, even, even running, it's like right now I'm kind of in a lull. Yeah. Um, but it's something still as very important to me. Yeah. So I love music. So with music, like, did you play a lot of classical music? Did you do Suzuki? I did do Suzuki. Nice. So yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, yeah, Suzuki is like, um, it's like ten set. Uh, it's like ten books of um, levels, lessons, songs, you know, yeah, levels. Actually, and so they took about it's about a year per book, at least for me. And so I cool. did that growing up graduated from that and I've taught a little bit of violin oh nice and that's been really sweet just like connecting with like little kids and teaching them yeah violin I think is super super you. I think no, that's I, so fun. I absolutely love that I took a teaching class for violin once like forever ago and I've taught right. two people but like very like only a few lessons oh, but oh. it'd be so cool to eventually build that up just I only made it to book five yeah. though so I would I would do beginners up to a first few books and then pass them to like more experienced maybe music major teacher right. or something. but it really is yeah. so fun yeah. I think music really does bring like an element of life where it's like 
you could get a dog and learn responsibility that way. But like with music, you have to practice and be responsible in that way. What are some lessons you've learned from playing the violin? Were you a diligent practicer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The answer is probably sometimes. I think it definitely went downhill as I got older, you know, in high school. Mm -hmm. But it definitely taught me um, a lot of things. It taught me that, like, I can't fake a a week of practice, you know, like meeting my teacher and just she would know if I had practiced or not. And I think it's like, yeah, you can fake it for a second, but what really matters is like hard work and like putting in the time. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that I've learned too is like just to slow things down. I've thought about this a lot, like um, at least with like pieces and violin. I could play something as fast as I want. And like sometimes that's like what I want to do. I just want to like get it done you know and like if I play through it like x amount of times then I'll be done practicing you know I can play this song Mm -hmm. and I think I've learned that that is not as helpful playing something five times fast is not as helpful as playing something one time slow um and just to slow things down honestly like even in life when I feel like I'm just rushing and I I have the tendency to like just I think I just like storm through life sometimes I like get ready fast I like go to stuff fast and I give myself no time to reflect and no time to like make small little adjustments mm. and I think that with violin um like those small adjustments is what really makes a piece beautiful you know it's like mm-hmm. it's those totally. tiny notes and like making sure that those notes sing in that part of the song and so just making sure, like, hey, for this part of my life, I want to make this beautiful. And so I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to reflect. And I'm going to make those tiny adjustments. Because usually it's not something that I need to, like, 180 turn my life around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're on a pretty good course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you are in that position, of course, you can make those changes. But um, I think it's just those little, those little changes that really make all the difference. Hmm. I liked how you compared it to life. I feel like there's so many things like as you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, I totally recognize that. And I totally recognize that. Like you have to fine tune routines or fine tune certain aspects of your life if you want a different outcome. And right. Yeah. It's interesting, though. I feel like when practicing a song, you hit a mistake and then, you know, that's a spot you need to fine tune. So I'm like, sometimes in life Mm -hmm. to find where we should start, it's like, okay, I've done this a few too many times and it has caused a riff in this relationship. So then it's like taking Mm -hmm. that time to reflect and then go back and be like, okay, what do I need to do to fine tune it? So it's, so it sings beautifully. Oh, I think that's that's so cool. Thanks for that analogy. I love that. Yes, of course. Um, similar to these lessons you've learned from music, what are some lessons you learn you've learned from running? That is also a good question. Um, there's a lot of things I've learned. I think one of them being also to slow down. I think you know I don't think anyone needs to kill themselves over going too fast. 
But I think another thing that I've learned is that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that quote. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, comparing myself and like, I can compare myself to my dad. And I know that that's very unrealistic because of just who he is. Um, but I can compare myself to my past self, which is unhealthy. I can become obsessed with like even like Strava the like running app like seeing Mm -hmm. other people's times and like how much they're out there it's like it's so hard to like just not like care and to like tell yourself like yes I am a good runner and I can do what I need to do and I know what my what works with me you know and what works with my body Mm -hmm. um and like just seeing other people like go so fast or so long or so often you know and it's like they can be runners too and like I can be the runner that I need to be honestly like it doesn't it doesn't matter what other people think or what they're doing Mm -hmm. um just to be consistent with yourself I think and not worrying about yeah. I don't know. Anything like that. It's so silly. <laughs> no, I fall into the comparison game all the time. I would compare myself to you and you would go on your runs and I don't know, just like <laughs> even to like the details of like just like making a cute video of your run because seriously every trail run is an adventure. Yeah. And like I just had to right. accept that for me the adventures in my head and I didn't need to make a cute reel of it, but I loved yours and I <laughs> I love that like I don't know just to not compare because like you would go run yeah. like a marathon and I would be like oh my gosh she just did a marathon I need to catch up like <laughs> how do I it, it's, yeah. it's good when you let you push yourself but uh, yeah what helps yeah. you not compare that's a good question I think sometimes it really is just like doing what is best and like for example there was this is so bad of me but there's this one girl that like I would see on Instagram and she had like a running club and this was like when I was really into running and it would just I don't know why but it would just like rub me in the wrong way I was like why are you like this type of runner when like I believe that a runner is this you know and it's like Hmm. it was just rubbing me the wrong way and I think a lot of it is you know you have to be humble and you have to at least for me like ask God like please help me to just like not compare myself but then you also like I just had to block her I'm like I don't (laughs) need this in my life if I'm gonna be like mean Mm. and like constantly thinking about this then I can just distance myself from that you know and just remove yourself from it because I feel like now not seeing it so often I'm like you know what it's it was also silly you know and I could unblocker if I wanted to but I just haven't gotten around to that no I I totally get that and I'm like maybe I shouldn't scroll through Strava like Instagram like I don't know (laughs) it's like when people used to scroll through Venmo as a joke but you know know. it's like I just have to remember like encourage and don't compare you know like I love giving people kudos and it's so cool to see yes new routes and and what people are up to in the fitness world but yeah Thank for you sure. For, thank you for inspiring me. I've shifted the comparison to ins- inspiration. <laughs> That's good. But I also love I setting boundaries too. Yeah. Yes. Setting boundaries <laughs> and encouraging. I think those are, those are all great things. So you mentioned your older sister. Does she run? She plays the violin. Does she also run? She does. 
um, she does run. She cool. has run. She's ran a marathon with me. Fun. Um, or something, but she's awesome. Nice. She's away right now. She's in Florida. But nice. And how many siblings do you have? <laughs> I have. So my older sister, um, and we're three years apart. We're pretty close. And then I have two younger brothers. And so they are a little bit younger. They're in high school and junior high. Fun. They're super sweet. And I still am close with them as well. Love that. And how old are you? I'm 22. 22. So, so awesome. Still pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fun time of life. There's just so many things. Yes. So I'm like all over the place today, just kind of unraveling who Emmy Clark is. But what would be <laughs> your dream job? Ooh. You know, I... If I didn't do event planning and if I had all of my, my dreams come true, I think honestly I would love to be an FBI agent. Oh. <laughs> that would be my dream job, one hundred percent. I think I've always like as a little kid, I've like gotten like spy equipment as like Christmas gifts no or like way. birthday gifts. Um I just like something about like that high action. That's like, amazing. It's <laughs> like something that has always been so fun to me. I would have never guessed. That is so fun. Do you watch yeah. any FBI movies? Did you ever watch White Collar? No, honestly, I haven't gotten that deep into it as a grown adult, but White, White Collar's fun. It's an FBI agent and like a, a con, kind of like catch me if you can but they like solve cases together. Me and my dad watched it together and it was really fun. But my little sister's been inspiring me lately to watch less TV. So that is a goal. I'm like, okay, yeah, I love going to the mountains, go to the mountains, go running, you know, like priorities. But FBI stuff, that is, I have Googled like FBI applications before too. I think it's so cool. (laughs) And I speak Russian and I'm like, how could I use my Russian? So I'm like, I've like almost applied a few times, but for some reason or another, I haven't gone through with it, (laughs) but it'd be, it'd be intense. (laughs) That's so fun. Okay. I kind of jumped forward and now I'm jumping back. Just like, I love that you said, I am a loyal family girl. And I just wanted to dive into what that means to you. And I don't know, just what something our listeners could, could gain from, just a new perspective on family life and, and making that a priority. Yeah. Um, I love my family. They are all close by besides my sister. So my sister's married. Um, her and her husband have been traveling a lot this past year. And I think it's easy for me as someone who lives very close to their family to almost take that for granted. I think it's like, oh, I see them on Sundays and so I won't talk to them because I'll see them on Sundays and then when I'm there, I just kind of, I'm like, this is normal. I'm in an amount, you know, it's quick. And I honestly could feel my family life, at least for me, I don't know about them, (laughs) but at least for me, deteriorate Hmm. and this has just been my entire college experience, you know, just living close with them. And so once my sister got married last year, um, she has been so 
wonderful and she's been making an effort to call me every Monday kind of like it's a p-day just like a <laughs> weekly check-in you yeah. know and I think that has made me feel so loved like to have her reach out and be like hey I would love to talk to you today and like every week no matter what they're doing they could be in Peru and they're like hiking Machu Picchu and she's like can I call you today and it's been so like loving and so sweet to me and so I've been trying to do that with my family even though it's like they are close by and that might be a little much to be like I need to talk with you right now but um just like taking the time I think to like want to talk with them and like just really ask questions you know with my little brothers it's easy to feel disconnected just because they're in a different stage of life and they're boys and they have each other so I think whenever I'm around them I try to at least recently ask them about like the little things that matter to them because I remember how you know junior high felt and how it was to like have a lunch with your friends you know and so I just think taking that time is huge I love that I love in a sense, like a set time to chat, you know, like usually with like my sister, she has kids. And so it's like, I know when they're going down for their naps, I know when they'll be awake or I don't know. It's just fun to make that time. And, and like Monday P day time, my brother's on his mission. And every time our whole family all hops on and my dad's at his dental office and my (laughs) sister's running around chasing her kids. It's just so, it really does just build that bond. Thanks for sharing. I love that. Any, any other, tips regarding relationships in general that's a good question um I think recently I've been trying to on top of reaching out more often just like genuinely complimenting people um I think about something that is something that I value a ton when someone like tells me something very kind something that they like took the time to notice you know when it's something that is like oh that was very meaningful like oh you said you did this very well you know whatever but I think evaluating each of my relationships and being like okay am I thanking them for how I feel because of them you know because my closest relationships really do like make me happy so happy and it's what drives my every single day and so it's thanking them that matters and um, noticing the little things because that's a lot of little to be treated as well (laughs) yeah no that is so cool I love that you brought it up even today at work we do like an icebreaker question for some of our meetings and today's question was what is the greatest compliment you've ever been given and I want to ask you that it was, oh, it's tender. It was really hard to think <laughs> of because I feel like sometimes I just muddle them all in my head. But I'm like, I want to try to be that person to give, like those meaningful, like take time to notice compliments. Yeah. So what comes to your mind? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, it's a good question. The most meaningful compliment I've ever been given. I can't, there's probably been more meaningful, but um, I think something that was very sweet 
was I remember my boyfriend one time told me that he like loved my heart and I was like that's so sweet like my heart like that's just like me you know like to like really like think of like me and my desires and being like oh like what a sweet sweet girl you are and that was kind of well, your heart yeah encompasses I mean as we've gotten to know you on this episode like it, it really is your heart and what's important to you I love that and when people can like see it and you know they mean it it just like makes yeah. all the difference oh thanks for sharing I love that all right we're gonna full circle and go back to running <laughs> I'm gonna quote what you said on the form because I I love it you said so elaborating on your passion, you said running, how it solves so many issues in my life, letting it stabilize me and my thoughts, being proactive about what will make me happy. I want to hear more of your thoughts on that because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah, I think running is such a stabilizing thing in my life. Um, like I said before, it's something that has made all the difference and I think at least for me I run on the anxious side you know I am very much a forward thinker and it's like every day is like kind of knocked out for the next month or so almost um and so I think that running gives me a sense of like almost like spontaneity I think that like is the needed change that I it's the change that I needed you know something that like no run is the same no matter how many times like you run the same route and I think that that can be old but you feel differently each time and the weather changes you pass different people and sometimes your leg hurts Um, I just think it teaches you mental toughness it teaches you like you can do hard things. Um, I can't really remember what else I put on that form. Yeah, no, I, I love it. All I, that you're saying is so good. I'm just yeah. smiling ear to ear. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, can I go on a run right now? <laughs> I love it. No, no, I'm like, I should go. <laughs> it's hot. No, though. <laughs> it is hot. I know. Um, yeah, I think there's so many things that can be taken from like for us it's running for my coworker, it's her crossfit you know she does it like two times a day and that's her Mm -hmm. happy place and and she hits her goals and and works toward things and it's cool to get to know what what makes people tick and like what's important to them and how that affects their life because there's I mean with this podcast I've noticed just how much our passions correlate with every other aspect in our lives either as like a framework or as just life lessons that they then can apply to other areas of their life. One of the kids who helped me yeah. on, on the ultra, he was running the last um, the last 13 miles with his brother and me. And like we were just talking about relationship things and all t- sorts of conversations. But I loved that he was like, well, like you're, you're two miles away. Like once you finish this, there's like nothing you can't do. He's like emotionally any like this is a physical thing and a mental thing he's like after you've done this like what can't you do you know and that started to stick stick with me more and more you know and I'm like oh I can apply that to an emotional side of things and and like I don't know sometimes hard conversations communications and relationships can be hard but it's Mm -hmm. like 
you can overcome it and do it and do it together. I don't know. Have you experienced something like that? Definitely. I think, you know, communication for me has always been not, it hasn't come easily. And I think, at least for me, I I was a little bit nervous for this. I feel like I don't do well talking about myself, but I feel like I find an easier spot in my life listening to other people, which is a strength, I think. But Definitely. It can also be somewhat of a weakness at times. And I think, um, yeah, I think realizing, like, this physical thing was the hardest thing I've ever done. And, like, if someone asked me to do 50 miles right now, I'm not sure I could do it. Like, I really don't know. But, like, to know that, like, I have accomplished that and that's in my past, like, I am a strong, strong woman. And to be able to apply that to my relationships, like, I can do the hardest thing that is necessary in order to make a relationship something that is stronger, you Mm -hmm. know, something that is worthwhile. And I think um, those relationships that last are the ones that, you have to do the hardest thing necessary. You know, you have to have those conversations and you have to, um, <clears throat> I don't know, you have to not change yourself, I think, but just make yourself better each and every day because of those those relationships, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. It's like you have a lot of responsibility being in someone's life. Like, even if you are a daughter or a son, you know, like something that, we all are you know like Mm -hmm. no matter what whatever relationship we have it's that's a big responsibility because you know that's another person we're talking about yeah and their feelings and what they what they need and so I think just taking that responsibility seriously and making sure that you are taking those steps in order to make that relationship stronger oh I love that I love that so much like and it even parallels to like our divinity you know being a child of God and and putting in that time I also was thinking about just relationships and running if like Mm -hmm. it took so much sacrifice to train for that race you know like every Saturday seven eight nine hours we're running you know and every day that week just that was where our life was dedicated to and it we we sacrificed a lot for it and I was just thinking about like how I can do that for my boyfriend or like other family members. It's like, how can I put yeah. them first where it's like, they're my priority. And that's what I'm like, what can I sacrifice to better meet their needs? And that is just right. this block I'm trying to tackle right now. But I loved your thoughts on it. I like just reminding myself I've done hard things before and I've sacrificed before and then putting that in other areas putting other things as my end goal type of thing. Cool. Um, A lot of my listeners are dating and in romantic relationships. And I'm curious if you have any, any thoughts lately that have helped you in romantic relationships or any dating advice that you feel like helped you. Um, That's a good question. So, I have a boyfriend and we've been dating for almost a year now. Um, I'm trying to think of what has been helping me recently because it's never, it's always something that you have to be 
aware of, you know, and aware of another person's feelings. Um, I think for me, it's just speaking your needs. I think that that has been something that is hard for me to like just say, hey, this is what I need. Um, and this is what I want. And this is what I want out of a relationship. And I think more often than not, almost 100% of the time, the other person is like, at least in my relationship and hopefully other people as well, is something that they're happy to talk to you about. You know, it's something yeah. that they're happy to accommodate, but not letting things go like just fester in your brain I think and also just like if you're in the beginning stages of a relationship making sure that like you're not settling and you're not um just like seeing someone's potential and just running with that but I think with any relationship just making sure the other person knows where you need to be at and what they can do in order to make you're happy. I think that's super important. Um, I want to know more when you said, like, at the beginning stages of a relationship, when you are, like, deciding, like, not to settle. What do you mean by that? Like, I'm trying to remember yeah. how you worded it, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I feel like that's the beginning stages of, like, letting someone know what you need out of a relationship. Oh, okay. During the beginning stages, it's it's more of your decision, you know? It's kind of, well, it's always your decision, but it's always, when it's early on, I think it's more of, like, okay, will you be able to give me what I need? And, like, are we going to be able to be a good match? Or, like, let's be realistic. Are we not a good match? And, like, will we not be able to give each other what we, what we need? Because mm-hmm. I think if yeah. one person is not able to give you what you need more often than not you're not going to be able to give what they need their needs as well yeah no it's it's a journey and it it definitely takes that constant effort to figure it out and even months into a relationship that is still a question of okay what are your needs and oh I've I haven't been helping in that area and how can can you like change and grow together which I think is the beauty of why we we have relationships and marriages you know it's just because we bounce back and perfect each other so great great thoughts Mm -hmm. I mean I love I love that we're gonna share just like from our whole episode an uplifting takeaway something you want to carry on with you throughout the week um as well as for our listeners to ponder and reflect on and if there's any other thoughts that we didn't cover (laughs) feel free to share them (laughs) and thank you so much again for for opening up and sharing about your life and now I'm thinking about all the things we talked about. Like, what what's my takeaway? Hmm. And we'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I think I love what you said about sacrifice. I think anything good in life takes sacrifice. And I think it's pretty simple. And I think it just makes us happier no matter what. Um, and it's hard, but it's all worth it. So that's what I would like to take away from this oh, it's true and and it's so hard I'm like oh there's so many things that I like sacrifice is service you know because I want my life to be a life yes. of service so I'm it's I'm a long way from it but I'm like okay it this podcast helps me find new ways each week so I think for me too it's it's kind of getting back into running for one because I miss it and it's been like a month without <laughs> running but letting that like 
like making sure I parallel that with what a like whatever else I want to be as important you know like the time I'm sacrificing Mm -hmm. for it like sacrifice that for my boyfriend and I don't know you were so good just this whole episode like how you talked about relationships and focusing on others and just what are they thinking and what are they feeling so just hearing you talk about your relationships helps me want to just focus on others more and like oh what what are they thinking what are they feeling and how can I make time for what's important to them and helping meet their needs. So I need to write that Mm -hmm. down and post it all over my room, you know, and actively work on it. But I loved everything you had to say. I I want to be like you (laughs) and I'm grateful to learn about it. (laughs) Well, go on more runs and anybody who wants to get into trail running, Emmy's a great, (laughs) a great (laughs) example. So thank you again. If there's anything else, I can add it to our show notes. I'll leave your Instagram there for people if they want to look at your cute running reels or just ask you questions. But everyone have a happy Tuesday. Go outside, do what you love, and have a great week. See ya.